Get my missus. I'm on my way. Cheers. Yeah, just a sec. Is there an Ernie Pantuso here? That's you, coach. Speaking. <laughs> What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. So, it is true what they say, making your way in the world today takes everything you got, and trying to get out 8 episodes in the span of 4 days it's taking everything that I got all the way out of me, and I'm doing all this other stuff. On top of being your host for the week, running around the house, cleaning it, packing, got a trip coming up, so it is a barn burner of a week right here, but I am happy to welcome you back to 1982, so let's get just right back into it here, coming in at number 60 on the top 80 albums of 1982. Wait, you're saying number 60? What? So if you're like, wait, number 60, where's number 80? You got to go back two episodes. Go back to episode 508, start this countdown over again. Or you can go back five more episodes from that, episode 503. You can start the odds and ends of 1982. But get into this full immersion here of the year 1982. Back to the countdown. Coming in at number 60 is a self-produced album. Actually, every album by this band was self-produced. Because prior to the existence of this band, the leader of said band was an already Hall of Fame engineer and producer at this point. Talking about Alan Parsons and the Alan Parsons Project, probably their biggest overall commercial success in America for sure was the Eye in the Sky album here, 1982. And we're kicking off the show here, so I'd be an idiot if I didn't just go with the kickoff track. And I always consider it to be one song. Technically, by the track listing stance, I'm playing two songs right here, but it's one song to me, damn it. You can't play one without the other. They sound weird without each other. So it's one damn song. Not cheating. That's just a scientific fact for me. So we're going to kick off this countdown to represent the Eye in the Sky album with, of course, the serious instrumental followed by the title track, The Great Eye in the Sky. Enjoy.
Yes, what a way to kick off a show right there. Great opener right there as the Chicago Bulls take the court. That was Alan Parsons' project with Eye in the Sky from the album of the same name, the album that also comes in at number 60 here on the top 80 albums of 1982. Now we move on to number 59 and something completely different. Getting back over to the west coast of the United States for some more hardcore punk rock music via the Dead Kennedys. 
the album that they put out in November of 1982, produced by Tom Wilson, who, mostly known as a punk rock producer, that name stuck out to me because I immediately recognized, oh wow, that guy produced one of my favorite albums of all time, Disconnected by Stiv Baders. If you've never heard that record, go listen to it. It is greatness personified. But back to number 59, The Dead Kennedys, an album called Plastic Surgery Disasters. I've actually played a song by this, at least one song by it, on the show. I've played Government Flu before on the show, as I was trashing the government, as I like to do sometimes. Uh, especially on my time off from the show. But I'm going to play a different song off of this. My current favorite song on this latest go-round for this particular album is this one right here. Definitely is a good representation of what you can expect. A little more harder edge sound from the Dead Kennedys. This is Buzz Bomb. <laughs> Kennedy's right there, Buzz Bomb, off of Plastic Surgery Disasters, the number 59 record of 1982, according to me. And we move on to an album that is actually in a similar theme to a Dead Kennedy's album, or at least a typical Dead Kennedy's album, but musically couldn't be more further from that thought. But I like how you can line up the idea around what is on musicians' minds with different types of music. That way, you can definitely get that point across through all these different ways to do it. I love that. That's true art right there, if I could get a little deep for two seconds, and then get back to the countdown with number 58, 
The album is called Swing to the Right, and it's by a band called Utopia. If you don't know that band, it's a band that's known for being associated with Todd Rundgren as one of their lead singers over time. And I played Todd earlier on the countdown, so Todd had a hell of a year. He put out three records in said year, and two of them made my countdown. So good on you, Todd Rundgren. You're a great producer, and clearly you had my ear at this particular time in your history. So getting back to this record, Swing to the Right, the thing I liked about it, of course, are the themes that I just mentioned. And apparently they had a rough time getting this released. Just reading on the background of the record, Apparently the label that they were contracted with was refusing to put it out due to the nature of said themes and they had to basically get a petition going to get the album put out finally. And it, and they won. They got the album out. So the album comes out on February 24th of 1982. Self-produced, of course, because you got Todd Rundgren in your group. So why the hell not? But I was not even remotely familiar with this record prior to doing this countdown. I was familiar with the album cover, which is a parody of whenever the Religious Upright burned the Beatle albums and they put their album cover on there instead. It's great. It's called an Endless Regression. So it's an Endless Regression album cover. Can't beat that. So go look it up as well, in addition to checking out the record. And as a Zappa fan, I appreciate these themes. And also I appreciate how uncomfortable the music kind of makes me feel even on this song right here which is my favorite song on the record it's a really cool track i hopefully you're gonna love it like all the guitars are being bent around and stuff like that like it's everything's just slightly out of tune up and down on the notes and so it just has this warbly thing going on but i dig it like i said it never makes you completely comfortable as catchy and poppy as this song is it's constantly reminding you that it is counterculture in a way so here you go i've talked it up enough check it out my favorite song on this utopia record the song is called the up
The Up, right there from Utopia. Hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. Fun, fun stuff for me. So let's move on here. Coming in at number 57, the album cover to this album features the singer in a straight jacket being committed into a padded cell. And after four straight years of album tour, album tour, album tour, and then putting out another album, her fourth year in the biz, think that that album cover is probably a little autobiographical, if I had to guess. But yes, Pat Benatar coming in strong again in 1982 with her fourth album called Get Nervous. Came out on October 29th of 1982. Co-produced by her husband and equal build musical partner, Neil Giraldo. And co-produced by Peter Coleman. It's a fun record. It's definitely got a lot of memorable singles on there. Stuff like Shadows of the Night and Anxiety, A Little Too Late, of course. That's a big one, big monster of a song. I'm going with a personal favorite pick on this latest go-round I had when I listened to this record. And this song really stuck out. I mean, after the handful of singles here, this song actually closes out the A-side on the vinyl and cassette. And this thing is a beast, man. Uh, Just one of the great Pat Benatar vocals, and I feel like that should be saying something. So let me know what you think about this one. Turn it up. This is The Victim.
See, yeah, that's another reason why I do a show like this is to rediscover these kind of gems and bring them out to you. That was The Victim by Pat Benatar off of Get Nervous. I like that song so much while it was playing. I did go and look up to see who wrote that song. It turns out Neil Giraldo co-wrote it, but he co-wrote it with this guy, Billy Steinberg. And I was like, I know that name. I know that guy is like a songwriter, but like a pretty decent songwriter of a lot of songs. So it's one of those interesting songwriters where this guy had nothing but hits with songs that female artists sang on. So I think that's kind of neat. Guy wrote songs for Cindy and Madonna, Whitney, people like that. But most importantly to me, I think my favorite song, one of my favorite songs of all time, actually, he had a hand in with his songwriting partner, Bill Kelly, is a song called I Drove All Night, which Cindy Lauper recorded. And that's just an amazing song. But yes, he wrote another killer right there with The Victim by Pat Benatar. So there you go. A little fun fact. We move over here to number 56 with a band that I had learned about a few years ago because at one point I went on a pretty deep dive of Australian rock bands, especially the more obscure ones that never really made it big in the States over here. But this was one of those bands that I never really dove deep on them, but I definitely need to after this because kind of getting on my radar now with this one. You think about some of the artists you've already heard, the fact that this band kind of got in there and debuted, if you will, on the, a chart like this, I think should be saying something. This band is called Cold Chisel. As I mentioned, they're an Australian rock and roll band. And like Pat, they were also on their fourth album in 1982. The album is called Circus Animals. It was produced by Mark Opitz, which is that guy probably produced every single Australian artist known to man. And probably a few I've never even heard of and maybe I'll never listen to. I don't know, but that guy produced everybody. And this is a cool record. It definitely stuck out. It just, it seemed a little timeless in a way. And definitely made me want to go listen to some of their other stuff. And I'll definitely be doing that. But for right now, enjoy what I consider to be currently my favorite song off of this album here, Circus Animals. This is Cold Chisel with Taipan.
I panned right there from Cold Chisel from the album Glass Animals. Hope you enjoyed that. The number 56 album of 1982. And we're going to stay in Australia for number 55, one of the great Australian bands of all time. The Angels or Angel City or the Angels from Angel City, you tell me. But they put out their fifth album in 1982, at least in the States. So it's kind of one of those asterisk things. I forgot to include this record in the 1981 countdown, but as luck would have it, from a technical standpoint, I'm still right. It came out in 1982 in the States, so I'm making a count. I'm shoehorning the Angels here in my 1982 countdown for both of those reasons. But yes, Night Attack, produced by Ed Thacker, John Brewster, and Rick Brewster. Another fun record by the Angels. Not my favorite Angels record, but there's a good amount of it that does really well still on repeated listens. Stuff like Long Night, Running Wild, those are cool songs. Storm the Bastille was pretty cool. But I'm going to go with this one right here. Let's go with the title track, because I think this is the most rocking song on the album. So here you go. Here's the Angels with Night Attack.
All right, the Angels right there with Night Attack from the album of the same name. I'm sure I've said it multiple times, but get on some Angels, man. It's a great band. Definitely should have been bigger than they were. I have a theory on a lot of those Australian bands. I think a lot of them just wind up staying in Australia because if you live there, it's beautiful from what I'm told. Nice life out there. But I think a lot of the bands that made it out of Australia, the ones that were willing to move out and, you know, get over to like the UK or America or stuff like that in order to make it. And I just don't think a lot of those bands did. Unfortunately, that is the case. And that's just a cruel trick of the music industry. But let's move on here. Number 54, this band's sophomore album and a pretty strong one for a sophomore record. Oingo Boingo put out their second record, Nothing to Fear, on June 22nd of 1982. Produced by Joe Ciccarelli, who, great producer. That guy's got a great resume of really cool records. And I think he's won a lot of awards and stuff. So, yeah, that makes sense. The album sounds great. Once again, nothing to fear. I recommend it if you like the Oingo Boingo. It's got some of their better songs of all time on there. And this one right here, always a barn burner. So I'm going to play it here on this countdown. So enjoy this. This is Oingo Boingo with Wild Sex and the Working Class.
Boingo Boingo right there, Wild Sex and the Working Class from their second album, Nothing to Fear. Coming in at number 53, one of the great bands of all time, led by one of the great songwriters of all time, for sure. Talking about XTC. This album right here, English Settlement, it was their fifth album and it had an interesting life in the sense of, man, so the original album was put out as a double upon its release in their homeland of the UK and... For some reason, the American label took it upon itself to whittle the album down to a single album and released it that way in America. And it seems like there's a lot of instances in their history where the American labels just don't do a whole lot to support this band. And it's a shame because they should have really been the, what you want to call the thought-provoking band that made it through somehow. So you, you can keep your REMs and your U2s. Give me XTC, man. True greatness right there. But off of my soapbox, you know, I've played a handful of songs over the course of this countdown so far where I definitely would put into the, okay, if I was making a top 10 songs of the year, then I'd say for sure so far, Man Out of Time by Elvis Costello and Eye in the Sky by Alan Parsons probably go in that pot. And I'm adding this one to it if you're going to keep score at home. This one right here, one of my favorite songs of all time. To represent English Settlement by XTC, this is Senses Working Overtime.
Coming in at number 53 on the top 80 albums of 1982, we have XTC and their album English Settlement, and one of my favorite songs of all time right there, Since It's Working Overtime. I really hope you enjoyed that one. I am such a nerd for that song that I do own physically and digitally the two notable covers of that song, which of course are by Space Hog. You can hear it, can't you? Yes, Space Hog and Bandy Moore. You can hear that one too in your head, can't you? Well, go look them up. So yeah, moving over to number 52 is this band right here, another British act and another band that just truly gets it. And by gets it, I mean... Like I talked about earlier in the countdown with like a Dave Edmonds, who's from the UK, but just has a tremendous sense of American country music and stuff like that, roots music. I feel like the jam, while they're considered a punk band or a mod band or whatever kind of category you want to pigeonhole them into, uh, the thing I love about this song that I'm going to play is it, it just gives me a tremendous sense of Motown records from back in the day. And that's hard to replicate, but I feel like any one of the bands on Motown could have had a hit with a song like this. And that's the biggest compliment I could give almost any artist. So right over here, The Jam, their album that came out actually just a day before my birthday, on March 12th of 1982. I wasn't born in 82, I was born in 79, but my birthday is on March 13th. Yeah, this was The Jam's Farewell, their sixth album, and they bowed out after this. And uh, Paul Weller, I know he went on to do Style Council and some solo stuff, but yeah. It's a shame they broke up. I don't think they ever got back together as far as I know. If they did, it was really on the down low, because I never heard anything about it. I don't know a whole lot about The Jam, so if there was a death that prevented it, then I'm sorry. But I don't know. I'll look it up. But until all that, check this one out. I put over this song already. By the way, the album is called The Gift. Let's let's mention that. <laughs> Their last album, it's called The Gift. And I'm going to play this one right here. Of course, one of the big singles off of it. I think it was the launch single for it. And how could it not be? So here you go. Enjoy this one right here. Instant Joy with A Town Called Malice. <laughs>
from their farewell album called Gift. That was The Jam with Town Called Malice. Hope you enjoyed that. We move over here to the last song of this episode and the last album we're going to talk about, at least until another few hours from now where I post the next episode up, and I will. I'm going to talk about this one right here. An album called Success Hasn't Spoiled Me Yet was the sixth album by Rick Springfield. It came out a couple of weeks, actually, after the jam record, March 23rd, 1982, produced by the great Keith Olsen. And this was the follow-up, of course, that Rick had to Working Class Dog. And if you listen to the 1981 countdown, I definitely put Working Class Dog up there. I think it's at least in the top 20, if not top 10. Working Class Dog is like a damn near perfect album. Pop perfection. This one right here, it's just okay. It definitely has that. It's impossible to follow up your big record stink on it. And it it just, you know, I'm not saying I want Rick Springfield to take chances with his formula, but... Some of these songs just seemed a little bit too much like rewrites of all the other hits from the previous album. So for me, it kind of affected my overall enjoyment of it just because I was probably judging it based on that, which I believe is a fair thing to do. But there's some things to appreciate about this record. I I do like most of the singles, despite some of its derivativeness. But I'm going to go with this one right here since I feel like it's a true original song for this album. And much like I talked about with Quarter Flash earlier, it just has that late night 1982 feel to it. So I'm going with the obvious one right here, the launch single off of this album. This is Don't Talk to Strangers.
closing off the show here today, and we'll be back tonight for sure. But that was Rick Springfield from the album Success Hasn't Spoiled Me Yet, but I suppose it did a little bit. But yes, that was Don't Talk to Strangers, a true 1982 song right there. All right, I'm going to take a few hours off, but I'll be back tonight with entries number 50 through 41 on our top 80 albums of 1982. So prepare yourselves. It's going to be even better, I suppose. I mean, it has to be, right? So yes, until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Postgame show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.